Because of a God that does not change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And we celebrate Him. It is my honor, it is my privilege to bring to this pulpit an anointed woman of God, amazing in every way, that truly does make me want to be better. I want to bring my girlfriend, my best friend, my wife to the pulpit. Would you clap your hands as Sister Grogan comes? God bless you. Praise the Lord. God is good. Happy Mother's Day to all you beautiful mothers. There's no place I'd rather be on a special day where mothers are honored than being in the presence of God. There's nothing in this world that is greater than our God. to pray before before I get started um, because the reason I am here is because of God because I can I can't do this without God I've got to have his strength and so I need, I ask you wherever you are at your home to pray with me that God would give me the strength and that that his heart would be my heart and that his words would flow through me in Jesus name God I love you Lord I praise your name today God you are awesome you are wonderful you're worthy to be praised I thank you for your power I thank you for your presence God I thank you for your anointing God Lord I pray today that your will would be done through this service God and through the message God that you've laid on my heart God and these words Jesus that they would apply to every heart and every life in Jesus name thank you Jesus amen the title of my message is still I will trust him and in the times that we're going through the only thing that we can do is just trust in God and there's a scripture Psalms 91 2 in the amplified classic says I will say of the Lord he is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in him I lean on, I lean and rely, and in him I confidently trust. During this time of quarantine, during this time of people having to stay at home, the stay-at-home order from our government, people have been living in a state of fear. But the Bible says in 2 Timothy 1:7, for God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. As children of God, we don't live in a state of fear. We don't have to be afraid because we know we have a God that's in control and nothing's going to happen in this life and in this world that God does not allow. Our hope is in the Lord and not in the things that's going around us. Sometimes there's so many, there's wars and rumors of wars. Those, those are just signs of the time. Those are signs that the Bible talks about, that God is coming back, and he's trying to wake up this world. In 2 Corinthians 5.8, in the Amplified Classic, it says, Yes, we have confident and hopeful courage and are pleased rather than to be away from home, out of the body, and to be at home with the Lord. So we can be confident and we can be courageous 
because we'd rather not be in this body, in this earthen body. But I know a lot of us would rather be with the Lord. And that's what that scripture was saying. I don't know how people in this life make it without God. There's so much going on. You know, we have, you know, we're born into sin. And so sin is automatically there. And I don't know how parents raise children without God. I don't know how you can have a marriage without God. Because a lot of times kids go out and they run away and they get involved in drugs and alcohol. But the Bible says train up a child in the way it should go. And when it's old, it won't depart from it. But we have to do our parts as parents and live for God and find out what is true and what is right. And in this world, you don't have to face it alone. I want to encourage you today that if you let your relationship with God grow cold or let dust collect on your Bible, today is a new day. And you can start fresh and talk to the Lord and read his word. The Bible says in Proverbs 18, 24, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. And that friend is Jesus. Sometimes we feel like our friends and our family abandon us, but Jesus will never abandon you. He's as close as the mention of his name. And he's a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. So all you have to do sometimes when you feel alone is just say, Jesus, close your eyes and get into his presence. And he will give you the comfort and the strength that no one else can give you. When you truly have a relationship with someone, you spend time in their presence. And if your family is not going to church, now is the time. In the Bible, it says in Hebrews 20, 10, 25, not forsaking our meeting together as believers for worship and instruction, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more faithfully as you see that day of Christ's return approaching. And what that's talking about you can, you can stay at home, you know, during this time of quarantine, that's what we have to do. We have to stay home. So we're blessed at Abundant Life Center to have live streaming. And we're blessed that you can have church at your home. If you can't live for God at your home, you're never going to live for God. So a lot of times people have a hard time if they don't go to church to live for God. But Right now is the time for you to live for God with all of your heart, to get into the word of God and spend time in the presence of God and keep your relationship with God strong. The only way you're going to have a relationship with someone and keep it strong is by the, mo the more time you spend with them. God is coming soon, and we need to do all that we can to make ourselves ready for that day. We must read, study, and obey the word of God. It is his word that will judge us in the end. It doesn't matter what you think. It doesn't matter what I think. But it matters what the word of God says. That is what's going to judge us in the end. And we also, we can't just obey. I mean, this is more, this is the word of God. Um, we must obey the plan of salvation. 
Because a lot of people just say, oh, I read the Bible and I live a good life. Well, there's a plan of salvation. And that plan is repentance, water baptism in the name of Jesus. And God promises when you do that, you're going to receive the Holy Ghost that's evidence of speaking in other tongues. In Acts 2.38 in the Amplified, it says, And Peter said to them, Repent, change your old ways of thinking, turn from your sinful ways, accept and follow Jesus as the Messiah. And be baptized, each of you, in the name of Jesus Christ because of the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. So take advantage of this time that you have with your family and have real conversations about Jesus. There's, it's in these times, our husbands, our wives may be getting on our nerves, our children, definitely probably our children, but let's, let's not be seclusive and everybody, you know, our kids being on their, you know, technology and us being on technology and whatever. But let's really spend some quality time with our children and sitting with them. Talk to them about their future. Talk to them about Jesus because God is coming soon. When this COVID-19 hit, I really thought, okay, this is it. God is coming. And I, I guarantee you, this world has been shook. And if you haven't been shook, I'm scared for you because this, this virus, this ugliness that's going on should wake you up and make you realize that there is something beyond all of this and we need to make ourselves ready for it. We need to talk with our families because he is the only true peace we can find in these uncertain times. So we've got to talk about God and talk that, that some kids, they don't understand about the peace of God. So get in the word of God and, and read about his peace. In Philippians 4, 7 through 8, in the Amplified, it says, And the peace of God, that peace which reassures the heart, that peace which transcends all understanding, that peace which stands guard over your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus is yours. Finally, believers, whatsoever is true, whatsoever is honorable and worth and worthy of respect, what, whatso, whatever is right and confirmed by God's word, whatsoever is pure and wholesome, what, whatever is lovely and brings peace, Whatever is admirable and of good repute, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think continually on these things. Center your mind on them and implant them in your heart. In John 14, 27 in the Amplified, it says, Peace I leave with you, my perfect peace. The peace of God is perfect I give to you, not as the world gives. The world is going to try and comfort you. The world's going to try and tell you everything's going to be all right. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Do not let your heart be troubled, nor let it be afraid. Let my perfect peace calm you in every circumstance and give you courage and strength for every challenge. Sunday, March 15th, we, we, our church was in revival, in a soul-winning revival with Brother Nathan Yandris. And he is one of the 
most passionate people about souls, and he is a soul winner. And at that particular day was my 23rd wedding anniversary. And so that was a great day. But it was great because we got to spend in the house of God and have lots of visitors come into church. It was so exciting. Um, and Monday the 16th, COVID-19 hit Tulare County. Both my kids were attending Christian Life College. And in these times, I never know when my emotions are going to hit. And I'll tell you why in a bit. Both of my kids were attending Christian Life College. And were both working in Stockton. And they were both able to take a leave of absence from their jobs. And take an early extended Easter break from the college. Because nobody really knew what what was going to happen during these times. Um, it ended up turning in that they were just finishing their school online. We had no idea how serious this virus was and how it was going to affect our family and our lives. My hubby started getting, getting a high fever and not feeling well March 25th, which was his 49th birthday. And we usually would celebrate with family and with friends on our special days, but the stay-at-home order by our government had already been in effect. So we stayed home and we quarantined ourselves away from everybody else. Um, since this yucky virus was going around, my hubby was very sick um, Thursday, the Thursday after his birthday. We thought that he and I should be tested for the virus because he was very sick and a lot of his symptoms were symptoms of this virus. And um, so we were able to get tested the following day. So when we made um, the decision to get tested, we thought, well, we should quarantine away from our children because they weren't sick at all. And so we stayed in our room and they brought us food when we were hungry and took care of us in that way. Um, but on, um, and then the next day, on the day after we had decided to quarantine ourselves, um, my mom and dad had both tested positive for the virus. My dad had been very sick up to this point. Friday morning, my husband and I were able to get tested. And he'd been, my husband had been running a continuous fever. I mean, he, he was taking Tylenol every four to six hours. It was just crazy. And it seemed to bring it down just a little bit, but it, not very much. It would just stay up. And that night, his fever got up to 104. And I took him to Cuya Delta to the ER. And, um, and I had to just walk him, watch him walk away. And I, was, I actually went through some tests as well. Um, in 2015, I had donated my kidney, and, um, and so I was fearful of getting pneumonia or whatever, even though I didn't feel bad. Um, so they, were, they ran a chest x-ray on me and determined that I was fine, um, which I, I figured I was fine, but I just wanted to be sure. Um, so I sat in the car waiting for my husband. He, they did chest x-rays, and, um, and they ran a bunch of like blood tests and urine tests and all, all the things that they may have been done, doing 
to figure out what, what all was going on in his body. And he was just delirious from this fever. And they had told him, um, they had told him that he could go home or they would admit him. And of course, if you give someone a choice to stay in the hospital or go home, he, he w decided he wanted to go home. So um, it had been like two, three hours. I had waited in the car and he told me he would be ready in like 15 minutes. And while I was waiting, I received the call from the nurse and this was like a little bit before 11 o'clock at night and we had tested that day. So I really didn't expect it to be the nurse, but she called me and she said, um, you're positive for the virus. And I asked her, I said, well, what about my husband? She says, well, is he there? And I said, well, he's with me, but he's, he's in the emergency right now running a high fever. And she said, well, yes, he is positive for the virus as well. So my husband came home and we had um, continued to quarantine ourselves away from our children. And um, earlier that day, um, we would hear my daughter We would hear her travailing for her sick father and her sick grandfather. And then God would heal them. And we would hear her playing the piano and singing worship choruses, which was so encouraging. And um, the next day, after we had come home from the emergency, Brooklyn started feeling chest pains. And that's also a sign of the virus. And, and we just told her, stay away from Tristan, you know, because Tristan at this point, my son, had not felt any symptoms. So she stayed away from him. And um, she was able to go on Sunday morning after she was getting chest pains to be tested. And while she was gone, we sent Tristan to a hotel because we just wanted to get him out of the house. You know, we didn't know how contagious this virus was, and we didn't want our children sick. So we sent him to a hotel, and she, she ended up getting her results the following evening, and she was able to go be with her brother um, where they stayed and only ordered food to be delivered to their room. We told them, don't leave, stay there, you know, because we didn't want them out and about anything. You know, kids don't worry about germs as much as we were. And... Um, so Monday night was when she got her results. Um, we had been hoping and praying. I've got to tell you a little bit. I kind of jumped ahead. We had been hoping and praying that her results would be negative. And when the nurse was calling, she put us on a three-way. And when we heard the nurse say that she was negative, um, I was just bawling because I was like, thank God, thank you, God, thank you, God, that she was negative from the virus and so she was able to be with her brother and so it was just it was up to my hubby and I to spend time away from everybody in quarantine to get better during this time we were texting back and forth with my mom and dad and my dad had been very sick my mom and I um, really didn't have symptoms you know severe symptoms or whatever my mom did a little more than I did but we were both able to take care of our husbands. And I'm so grateful that God has blessed me with health. And I'm so thankful that I was able to be with my husband while he was really sick. Um, this was a really rough time on my mother and I. Um, 
Little did we know that April would be the worst month of our lives. The evening of April 2nd, my husband continued to run a high fever and had a reaction on it where his tongue had turned white. And I knew something wasn't right. And we both agreed that he needed to go to the hospital. So we grabbed a pillow and a blanket for him because we didn't really know, you know, how long he'd be there or whatever. And so we drove to the hospital and I had to drop him off and watch him walk away from me. I cried and prayed all the way home. And then, you know, I hardly slept all night long, you know, just not knowing the fear of unknown of the unknown. At 7 a.m. the next morning, my mom had to do the same. She dropped off my dad at the hospital. And so my mother and I, we were home without our bishop and our senior pastor of Abundant Life Center, not knowing what was going to happen. And being alone in times when you have struggles, when you have things going on, you don't want to be alone. You want to be with your loved ones. You want to be with people that can comfort you and love on you. But I'd been praying during this time every day and every night. And God had given me a peace that passeth all understanding. No one can understand the peace of God unless he gives it to you. Sometimes we trust in God and we know that all things are in God's control, but but we really don't have the peace. But God had given me a peace, and I really 100% felt strongly that my husband and my father were going to be fine. They were going to be okay. And not that they weren't going to have ups and downs, but I knew that in the end they were going to recover and they were going to be okay. Um, I was blessed to be able to call my husband while he was in the hospital and I would FaceTime with him throughout the day, and that brought so much comfort, you know. But I would get off the phone with him, and I would be so frustrated because I felt like, you know, it looked like whatever they were doing wasn't helping him. He wasn't getting better. He just looked so exhausted and so, you know, he just didn't look good. It, it, didn't, it didn't look very good. But I knew he was where he needed to be and that he could get the proper treatments. My dad, had, when my dad had got admitted, he um, it, he had discovered they discovered that my dad had double pneumonia, and the two weeks he had been sick, he had lost over twenty five pounds, and um, and when they got him in the hospital at seven a.m. in the morning, by three thirty that afternoon, they they wanted to intubate him because his 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 lungs were just were, his body, every part of him was just completely exhausted. And um, they wanted to give his lungs a rest. And, um, and I knew that in this time, you know, his frail body was also going to get rest. So we were able to FaceTime with my dad, with my sisters and my mom, and we were able to tell him we loved him. We're going to keep praying for him. And dad, you know, dad, you're going to get rest. You're going to rest your lungs and rest your body, and you're going to get better. And little did I know that that would be the last time I spoke to my dad in this life. But I was confident. I was confident 
that he was going to get the rest that he needed and God was going to touch him. I believe that with all of my heart. But while my dad was resting his body, this yucky virus began to attack his heart and his kidneys, and they had to put him on dialysis. And we didn't know how his body was going to react to dialysis. But everything seemed to be going okay. It seemed like his body was responding to whatever they were needing to do. And, and it seemed like the treatments they were giving him was, was working. And, you know, even though this virus was attacking, attacking every organ of his body, I still wasn't afraid because I had peace. My husband continued to run a fever the first couple days he was in the hospital. But I just continued to pray and trust in God's timing. That's what we have to do sometimes. God's timing's not our timing. But my husband started improving and his temperature started going down. And after being in the hospital for five days, um, April 7th, he was, I was able to pick him up. But I had a mask on and I had gloves on and so did he. And he sat in the back seat. So we were away from each other. And as soon as he got home, he had to go quarantine in, his, in our bedroom away from me. So for seven more days, he had quarantined away from me. Um, and the evening of April 8th, we got a call from the hospital that all my dad's organs were failing. And he would not make it through the night. I was in complete disbelief. My children and some ladies from our church rushed to my mom's house to be with her because we were all quarantined alone, you know, with our immediate families. So my mom had been alone during this time. So we went and we, we had prayed with her. And then my son and my daughter were on their way to the hospital to leave Brooklyn's phone so that we could, so that the FaceTiming with my dad would be possible, that we could, you know, be in the room with him and see him. And so the doctor said, you know, to say our final goodbyes. Um, there was 15 family members that were able to be on that FaceTime call. Um, we all cried and they all said goodbye, but I wouldn't say goodbye because even as bad as the situation looked, I still believed God was going to fully raise him up. I told him, I love you, dad. I love you, daddy. That's what a little girl calls her dad. Daddy, it's special. Keep fighting. God will do the rest. The next morning, he was still alive, which was no surprise to me. Um, I got a, um, a random text message from someone um, that asked if I was the wife of, of Mickey Grogan. And, and I said, yes. And I found out that he was, his name was Brian. He's a reporter from the ABC um, news channel. And he had asked about, did I think that my husband would be willing to do a FaceTime interview? And I had texted back and forth with my husband, and he said he was fine because he was getting strength every day that he was home from the hospital. Um, so at 1030, um, he was on the FaceTime call. I could hear them talking. and. I got a FaceTime call 
from my mom and my sisters telling me that my dad had just passed. I was in complete disbelief. I had peace that everything was going to be okay. But then I realized that my peace, my peace wasn't that everything was going to be okay. It was that I was going to be okay facing this great loss. In Isaiah 55, 8 through 9, in the New King James Version, it says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. While we were on the FaceTime with my mom and my sisters, my oldest sister had text in our message so we could, we could see it while you know, it popped up there before it disappeared. She said, he's not gone yet. My heart literally leapt. I mean, I could feel my heart leap. Because in my own thoughts, I was like, God is going to raise him up. This is it. This is it. God's going to touch my dad. And it's, he's going to be an example all over the world of God's healing power. And then my sister said a minute later that my dad had passed. It's been very, very tough. We've had a wave of emotions in our family. But ultimately, we have a hope. We have a hope in what is to come. We have something to look forward to. And we trust, and if we trust the Lord with all of our hearts, we can be comforted to know that we will see our loved ones again. It's not over. Yes, they went sooner than we wanted them to go. And we have a lot more to do in this world to share the gospel everywhere we go and talk about the love of God and that peace that passeth all understanding. Today is the day of salvation. If you do not have a relationship with God or don't attend a church faithfully, and if you don't have a pastor in your life to teach you all truth, I want to encourage you today, find a church that teaches the truth and find a pastor who will not water it down. It's a new day today. Don't let yesterday and the choices that you made keep you from where God wants to lead you. Place your trust in him. In Proverbs 3, 5 through 7, in the Amplified, it says, Trust and rely confidently on the Lord with all of your heart. And do not rely on your own insight or understanding. In all your ways, know and acknowledge and recognize him. And he will make your path straight and smooth, removing obstacles that block your way. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord with reverent awe and obedience and turn entirely away from evil. So I want to tell you today, we have a God that you can trust in with everything. God cares for you and he loves you. No matter what you face, no matter what you go through, still I will trust him no matter what I go through, no matter how much hurt I may have. I have a God that is able to give me peace. 
peace in the calm of the storm. Still, I will trust in him. Come on, my, I need my drummer.
while the storm rages on and I can't find my way still I will trust you Lord when in my dark hour You led me to that resting place And you made me whole Now I will not question When stormy billows roll My faith is secure Safe is my trust, it's in you alone, and still I will trust you. today. He's able to give you all that you need. Amen. Amen. What a wonderful word that we heard today. It's easy to live for God when everything's going right. It's easy to follow him when we're on the mountain, but it's in the valley. It's in the storms. It's in the times of loss. In the times of uncertainty, those are the times that we need to trust in Him. I challenge you today, whatever you're going through, whatever you're facing, realize this, that He'll never leave you nor forsake you, but He'll be with you under the ends of this world. You could put your trust, your hope, your faith in Him. He will not let you down. What a great word, a tremendous word. Hallelujah. I challenge you today, this is Mother's Day, and uh, spend it with your family, and uh, spend it with loved ones, be safe, social distance with one another, and have a wonderful day. Wednesday night, this Wednesday night, we will finish up our second uh, series lesson, Into His Marvelous Light. If you